0: Today's Unashamed Alcoholic guest is Canadian stand-up comedian Deborah Giovanni. Deborah is sober and in recovery, but not from alcohol. Today, we're going to take a different look at addiction and sobriety as we'll be talking about marijuana, something that I think has a lot of misconceptions around its addictiveness. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Deborah. So, Deborah, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a pleasure to meet you. I've been a, a long-time fan, and when I saw that you were uh, in recovery too and celebrating sobriety dates, I thought, like, oh my god, I'm I'm cool like Deborah. Like that's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's great. That's great. It's nice to meet you too. Lovely to be here.
0: Oh well, I, so just Good. for everyone listening, we're going to talk today uh, about. Uh, not alcoholism or alcohol addiction we 're going to talk another addiction we're, we're going to talk about uh, marijuana, so Deborah it was kind enough to agree to chat with me about um, getting sober uh, after uh, stopping marijuana, which I think is something we have i haven't talked about on here yet, and probably misunderstood as is a lot of addiction and alcoholism, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, stigma misconceptions around it, stereotypes, just like everything else so I think it's a really good opportunity to talk about this uh subject in particular so
1: great yeah
0: really looking forward to to kind of
1: breaking down delving into that absolutely yeah now you know in full disclosure i do not drink in full disclosure i do not i was you know if i mean if we really get down to it if we really get specific could i say that i'm an alcoholic sure because I was always one of those people that you know I only drank to get drunk, right? You know that was I was never like, "Oh, the glass of wine with dinner." I was like, "Let's get ripped," like that. Yeah. Was, that why? Was why would you? Have was, to you want know, wine? Why, I don't understand. <laughs> so, but I was also too. It never like I truly stopped drinking alcohol because it just. I just stopped liking it. Yeah. And like, that was it. Like there wasn't, you know, I never, I never went to any, you know, I never made this sort of like I'm quitting alcohol. Like it was just like, Oh no. And then, you know, drugs sort of replaced it. I like drugs better. So right. then it was just, I kind of like, so I really, truly, I haven't had alcohol in probably 15 years I'm going to okay. say. And that is just, you know, that is, yeah. But that one, it, it I was very easy to let go of alcohol. Yeah. You know, very easy. Without, without a, Second thought for me, so that's why I kind of say that you know marijuana is the is the big one for me.
0: Yeah, and I mean yeah. it's interesting because you said in another interview, you said that when you stopped drinking, your marijuana use oh. went like kicked into high. Skyrocketed,
1: absolutely, absolutely, yeah.
0: You're coming up to your sober yeah, day, but because yeah, yes, I've seen yes, online if you've, you've posted in you know the beginning yeah. of January. You know, I think that's yeah. great that you won, it. and. Yeah. Two, you're so open about it. What made you decide to publicly share about this?
1: Well, that's Yeah, that's interesting, because you know, it's always met with such um, uh, varied response. Do you know, it it mm-hmm. always is. It's always like there's a lot of uh, a lot of like great, good for you, and then there's you know I get especially because it's marijuana. Yeah. I get a lot of mockery. Like a lot of people, oh, you know they tease. Oh yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people don't think of uh marijuana as a an addictive drug. I agree. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they they really don't. So there's a lot of that, and then I think one of the reasons that I keep first of all I do it because I'm very proud of myself, and it's something that is changed my life for the better, and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful every day, mm-hmm. so I, I celebrate it. But also, truly, you know, with the small platform that I do have, I believe that it is very important for me to put it out there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, also, I, to be completely honest, every year that I say, hey, it's your one, it's your two, it's mm-hmm. your, I, I've gotten, excuse me, at least one person that has reached out to me Aww. and said, I really need help. There's a lot of people that say, you know, how, and I, I write them back, but there's always one person that sticks with me. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I, I mean, truly, like if you, I, i be, I'm glad I'll take your, I'll take your text. I'll text with you all the time and have stayed with me and have found sobriety. And That's so nice. I mean, that makes it so worth it. It makes it yeah. so worth it. I'm just like, if like one person a mm-hmm. year, comes and like actually I mean truly there's there's I have one person that like I still text with and we started texting three years that. ago and I'm just wow. like great you know that's that's really and I think that's the purpose of it because again it's like you know sobriety is a gift that you you know you you gotta give away you yeah, know and exactly and it I, costs I, yeah, nothing costs nothing to give it away to save yeah. someone's life. So yeah so I'm very 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 grateful to to do that and to have hey. and have enough of a platform that you know when I say it, like thousands of people hear me. I know. It's so great. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. That's
0: exactly what I want to do with this is that talk to people and hear all these different stories. So, you know, some people, I'm not an alcoholic, but I have an alcohol problem. You know, I am an alcoholic. I'm really into AA. Uh, You know, it's alcohol and drugs for me, or, you know, it's so fascinating to hear all the different stories, but, the point is that they have sort of these platforms that they're willing to share and talk about it. And a lot of people go, Oh, I had no, I didn't even know you were, you know, in recovery
1: or sober. Oh my god. When I first quit, like friends, like literally were like I had no idea. And I was like, I know because I was a functioning drug addict. No, yeah. so of course yeah. you didn't know that's yeah. why you know it's because i was good at it i you know and honestly <laughs> truly like it was you know like i was people always knew me as like a stoner and like a pothead like they yeah. knew that but like they didn't know to the extent you know what i mean right. so i mean i remember you know i was probably only like god i was probably like in month two of sobriety and going to brunch with friends and uh a friend had he had, had a longtime girlfriend and so i knew her and she was just like wait a it. So you were high all the time. And I was like, yes. She's like, when we did that, I was like, high. Like, but when we, but that also high. I was, high and she was just like, I, 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 and I also think like, I don't, I think a lot of people are surprised because I'm not, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not a partier. I'm not like, I'm not that kind of, see that, yeah. that's really what the, where the turning point came for me, where um, my, my drug use became less social. Mm-hmm. You know, then it got probably in like the last seven years when I started to realize, oh, I, I need to quit. Cause I tried mm-hmm. to quit for about seven years oh, yeah. and um, yeah, with my best friend would try, would get a month and then start yeah. again, get two months and then start again. And um, because it got to that point where it was like, all I ever thought was like, I got to get out of here so I can get high. Like that was, mm. I get, you know, like standing around and sharing a joint with people. Like I would just be watching them going, fuck, pass are you going to pass it? Like I was I. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I couldn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, there was no social partying aspect to it. It was just like, let me be home and smoke as much as I can. And that yeah. was, yeah. You but know, it happens so a it lot just, with drinking
0: too. I you yes. isolate, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. interesting to hear you say that because it's very similar in that mm-hmm. you're, you're functioning and you're, yeah. you're, you're slowly isolating. Like, and that's yes. all you're thinking about. is That's, that's,
1: that's exactly. Cause addiction is a disease of isolation, mm-hmm. right? You know, because, and there's always that, point and that would be like the thing that you know I would tell someone or if someone was to ask me it was like I really do feel like a lot of us in our cycle of addiction there gets that point where all of a sudden it's not fun anymore it's just necessary yeah. and you know it, it really stops being the social because it was like I needed too much to be social do you yeah. know what I mean like it wasn't yeah. like there was no one that I'm getting high with that is just like oh Deborah smokes so much like it's just no one could keep up with me because it was just you know so then that's sort of then the shame of that then you're like oh okay yeah and then and then you start retreating so Mm -hmm. like yes when you need when you need to drink to leave the house in the morning Mm -hmm. that's you don't you know that's not fun times that's not like at a party having no that's like you are you are using to maintain the life that you're living did you yeah. know, and that's um what I mean small life and again too, and then my life just got smaller and smaller and smaller, and my story was this, so i um probably when i was i didn't start smoking uh marijuana until I was about twenty, mm-hmm. so I had um you know I was a drinker in my youth um but when I moved from the town that I grew up in to Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I started. Cause my boyfriend uh, was a big pothead. And so that's when we started smoking on the regular. And um, then it was like, probably by the time I was 25, cause it was a different boyfriend at that time. And he was a very big addict. He was an mm-hmm. alcoholic, but he was also it was weed. And then mm-hmm. he was also doing a ton of Coke. I had no mm-hmm. idea, whatever. And, but then it was, it just got to that point where it was like with him, like I was like getting up and smoking in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was still at the time it was still like, when I was 25, 26. It was still like fun. And then I started <laughs> doing comedy, you know, what I thought was fun. And then <laughs> I started doing comedy at about 28. And, um, you know, and I was able to quit, you know, the day job. And the minute that started, the minute my days were, that's when it just started to ramp up like Hmm. when it was i started to realize my days were free do you know what i mean and Um, then i didn't have to go to a day job anymore so i was then i was just free to smoke all day you know and then as i became more successful i was i could smoke as much as i wanted because i had money in the bank and it was you know and um did you find that there was a
0: difference in 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 like you were still drinking at that time right Right, right yeah did you you find you chose
1: over the other always always I I really did like because by that time probably because I said like so like maybe 15 years so by the time I was like in my early 30s and I started thinking like I'm gonna stop uh you know the alcohol was just like it's not it was already like I was already smoking way more you Mm -hmm. know and like alcohol was just like you know maybe like I was only you know we get drunk once a month but it was just weed was just non-stop you know Mm -hmm. and um so when I started, you know, with my comedy career and at this point I was single and I was really, I, I would say by the time I was like, by the time I moved to LA, that was the real turning point. Cause I've been in LA, it'll be eight years uh, starting January. So it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So like eight years ago when I moved and, you know. It was just different because in Toronto, like it was, you know, way before it was legalized, Yeah. you know, and someone, some dude would just knock on the door and be like, here's your weed. Be like, okay. And then I moved to, you know, just a bag. There you go. And then, uh, but then when I moved to LA and like there were dispensaries and you could go get a card. I mean, it was so ridiculous. These doctors that they'd be like, why do you need weed? And I'd be like, because my back hurts. they would be like, great. And they would just, like, give you a card. You wow. know what I mean? And then you'd walk in these dispensaries and it was just like, oh my God. Because it was the kind, it was just like, not experienced before, like right. different types, and play- it was, and so strong, and just like, and I, I knew, like, in my first, like, that first time going in there, like, I had that little voice in the back of my head that was like, Oh, this is gonna kill you. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, well, whatever, keep going. Shut up, voice. And I just kept moving, you know, I was like, you, Fine, whatever.
0: Do you think that it's that somewhere right around there that you knew there was like, it was an addiction? Like, is that? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you know yeah, before then? I did know before then because it was always like, I knew, I knew, but I ignored because it was always my best friend who was the one that was sort of like, you know, I, I need to quit. And I started to "Look, I need to quit. She'd be like, you, okay, you let me know. And that started in about 2011. And then I didn't move to mm-hmm. LA until 2014. Okay. Right. So, um, it was, yeah, it was, that's that and that's when the attempts would start at okay. trying to quit yeah and i would start saying to her you know i mean sure like okay you know whatever you need whatever you i'm i got you i'm supporting you and then yeah and it was my 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 sort of my 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 marker was my career yeah. so i used to say i used to say it to my best friend robin i would be like i'm just not gonna let it touch my career and she mm. like okay you know what i mean because it i mean i was isolating at this point you know it was just like all sorts of parts of my life had fallen away but I was like but not my career and then in 2011 I started to let it affect my career and I would I would literally I canceled gigs because the thought of going on a flight for eight hours without weed was couldn't do it wow Uh, if I was if I was going to a town that I didn't know someone that I couldn't get weed I wouldn't go so then I started canceling. I started yeah. canceling major gigs, big paychecks.
0: Wow! And
1: yeah, and then that was like, oh, okay. And um, and then I started to get a a reputation as a a canceller, as a comedian. Deputy Giovanni, you don't know about her. She might cancel. She might bail on you. And that's, I mean, are you kidding? It still makes me cringe. Yeah. I still think, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. it just makes it makes my heart hurt, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. And then when I moved to LA, and then the ease of it and how much, and how good it was. I, um, I knew I was just like, Oh, I'm in trouble. And mm. so I wasted, I wasted the first two years of my experience in Los Angeles. I did nothing. I did nothing. I didn't, I didn't perform. I just did nothing. I sat in my apartment and smoked and um, yeah. And then it started to, and then I just started to realize I was like, okay, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. And so it was, what is it? So is it 17, 18, 19, 20? 21 yeah so um christmas of 2015 i it just it just it just it just got to the tipping point where i was mm-hmm. like i don't want to do and at this i don't want to do this anymore like i mm-hmm. don't want to do this anymore like mm-hmm. it started to be you know like i was you know at the time i was like 40 and i was like what am i doing am i am i going to smoke weed like this for the rest of my life like i just can't and then you know and then the sort of the the um my reputation of being a counselor, it started to wear on me. And Mm. then there was so much lying. And Mm. it was just like, you know, I didn't see my family. And it was just like this thing of like, what am I doing? And it just really made my life very small. And I was very unhappy. And so I said to my best friend, you know, it was Christmas 2015. I was going to be by myself. And I remember like, I just went and bought so much pot. I just (laughs) went and bought so much pot. And I said to her, I'm going to smoke this and then I'm done. And she was just like, okay. So I, I was always a joint smoker. I was never, mm-hmm. like, I would have a bong and whatever. I never used um, vapes mm-hmm. that was before me. But I would, so, so I went and I got so much weed and I just rolled joints. So I must have had, I had a little container that I used. I must have had like 90 joints. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just going to smoke this until it's done. And then somewhere around like the last, like 15 joints, it just was, it was just, I couldn't. Like I just, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, like my brain was like, you can't do this anymore. The taste of it was disgusting. I wasn't getting high. So one morning on January 4th, I called Robin and I FaceTimed her and it was like, it's today. And she was like, okay, what are we doing? And I was like, come with me. And I FaceTimed her and I took my, all the the weed, my box, my pop box, my bong, my, all my, (laughs) all the accoutrement. We walked out to the big garbage can behind my building. And I stood there and I threw it in because it's one of those like you can't climb back in like yeah. once it's in it's gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I could have climbed back in, I would have. But I just it was gone. And then we came upstairs and I had like I remember I had twelve joints left. And then she was like, "Okay, what are you going to do?" And then I broke them up into the toilet. I flushed it. I sat on the phone. With, I I cut up my my medicinal marijuana card and I sat on the phone and I cried with her. And she was just like, "Okay, this is it. You're going to do it." And then I haven't smoked since that wow. was that was the day. And it literally by the grace of God has been taken from me. And that's when I I did do some 12 step. And I know that, you know, um, we're not supposed to talk about it. But that's it's that's the truth. That's my truth is that I did I did some 12 step and I had to go to um, I did go to Alcoholics Anonymous for it, because there's not a lot of weed anonymous. There's not there's a couple, but there's so much in California, there's so much AA. So I started doing that because it was like, Addiction is addiction is addiction, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, you know what I mean? And I would go to meetings and people would say, hi, I'm, you know, Jim and I'm an addict. They didn't yeah. say I'm, a, yeah. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. And then, um, yeah. And then I, you know, found what I needed there yeah. And you know now, I mean now I go to another twelve step program for something else. But um but, <laughs>
0: but uh, I mean like they're but, they're yeah, helpful I mean, and no matter what
1: oh they're helpful no matter what I feel like everyone should go a little I bit know for, like, just a year of your life I swear to <laughs> God. Know. but it is just a year but it's um you know and honestly and I don't take it for granted for a single second but I have that even the desire to smoke is gone is completely gone I mean even during take... this pandemic it's gone it's just good it's because gone. this has yeah.
0: been a, like the year of. You know, can't imagine. And if, I exactly. would, if I would
1: have still been smoking, I would be dead. I would be. I would be. I don't even know what to say. I'm so. I'm super grateful. Like, and every people don't understand.
0: Pandemic. Like the 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 addictive. I think the quality. Like marijuana yeah. is often seen as like yeah.
1: a throwaway. It's it's the light. It's yeah. A whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But you I had the same thing. It was. Cool.
0: It was for like you know. I it was a more hand in hand for yeah. many years. I could kind of take it or leave it, but I. Yeah. I knew that the addictive because i i have my it's my personality it's in me it's ingrained i knew so, that i was playing with fire with that one so yeah yeah and it changed i found um i wanted to ask you because i found as i got older my reaction to it changed and i got mm-hmm. it did i didn't like the way it was making me feel anymore it wasn't like mm-hmm. like can you say it, you're fun,
1: yeah, fun up and, you're and, trying, fun and like, yeah paranoid horribleness and that that was probably that was probably the last six six months for me too it took so much for me to get a high and then it was it was more like it became depressive yeah and it just and then it just wasn't working and like now that like you know when you know when i talk about it because i never stop talking about when i talk about my sobriety um you know a lot of people about weed they kind of go Ugh, you know please it's barely addictive that, that's, that's bullshit anything yeah. can be addictive yes. if you have an unhealthy yes. relationship with something it yes. can become addictive and yes. you know um, I lost friends uh, and you know like people in my life that that smoked a lot you know they, they you know people get scared because it's like do I have to change that's yeah. always what scares them do yeah. I have to and so I had a lot of like so maybe you're just going to take some time off like maybe like six months and I would be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And they'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Cause then they could say to themselves, I can still smoke. But here's the thing. Like, I know that there are still people, you know, which is again, where, uh, where marijuana is a little different than other substances. I know that there are people that can, well, it's the same thing for alcohol. People can have a glass of wine and they're fine. But like, I know people that can just, have a have a joint at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and they're okay. Mm-hmm. I am not that person. Mm-hmm. I am not that. People are like, why don't you just smoke less? And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. That mm-hmm. it just it doesn't. That's not how I'm up, how I'm set up. I am an yeah. addict. I was born with the god size hole, and I. Yeah. Just,
0: and it doesn't I, matter just,
1: you know I mean? no. how
0: much it is or what it is. Like yeah. you said, and, and it it's if, you're doing, if it's too much for you or you're, it's changing your life or it's a f- impacting your life yeah. net negatively. Then it's not. Then it's a it's, a, it's an
1: addiction. <laughs> then it's then it's that's an addiction. And the thing is too, it's like you know, it's sort of like the 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 reasoning is a lot of it as well, do you know what I mean? It's, because I wanted to get out of here, that was the thing. It's like, I don't want to be present in this. Yeah. It's, you know, um, one thing that I've said before, I'll say it again, is that, um, you know, it's like, I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to live. Like, I didn't yeah. want to be dead, but I didn't want to participate. I right. really didn't. Right. I did just enough to get by my whole right. life. And I've, been very, and I've been very fortunate because I've had a comedy career and, you know, and it's people listening. It's like, when I was like still smoking, all day, every day, like I was on TV shows, and was like semi famous in Canada. And it yeah. was and I was still didn't, enj- couldn't enjoy anything. Didn't ever, you know, didn't mm. reap the benefits of this fame, you know, never mm. just, it was just still quiet, quiet, you know, little um, wow. isolated. Angry. And because yeah. it's just because it was, it's the wrong, it's the wrong reasons to me, I didn't want to be a, take part in my life. And now wow. I do you know, and now I, that's it. Like now that what has been lifted is like, I want to live. I want to thrive. I want to be on this earth. I want to be useful. I want to be helpful. I want that, you know, you, and, and to, to go ahead.
0: i sorry. I was going to say, you talk about like your, your career, it was, it was impacting your career. Like, how would mm-hmm. you say it's, it's changed now like being sober? Well, this was-
1: is, this is, I think, especially with uh, marijuana, I think a lot of people, you know, we have this idea that it gives, creativity. And that is so wrong. I, you know, I mean, I would say to my therapist over and over, because uh, my therapist is um, a, a sober addict. And he is like, he was just like, you are funny. He's like, no substance will make you more or less funny. But the fear of it, yeah. am I going to be funny? Am I going to be funny? And I will tell you, I'm very happy to report I'm funnier because I'm clear. I'm clear, yes. like I know, what I'm, I know what I'm saying now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know what I mean? Like there were definitely times on stage where I would be like, did I just say that? Did I say that already? Like that, you know, that kind of thing. And now I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed. I know what I'm doing. I'm right. present. Now, yes. I'm, now I, you know, for the last five years I go to shows and I watch the other comics and I sit and I'm present for them. And I, you know So now it's like, I'm there. You know, before it was always it like, you know, smoking until I did my set and then got off stage and went and smoked in the back with whoever was there. But now it's like, now I'm there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it. And it's just, it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, the, the whole fallacy of it being like, it affects your creativity. Not, yeah. it's such bullshit. It's unbelievable. That is just, that is a lie your addict your addict self is telling you. It's yeah, just exactly. That, that is, that is it. You do You're not covering eat, it there's up. There's no romance. There's no romance in being a drunk. There just isn't. There's exactly. no, you know what I mean? There's yeah. no like, oh, but I, that's when I do my best. No, I'm sorry. That's the addict trying to make an excuse, you know, that's, yeah. and, and we're, and addicts are really, really good at that. You know what I mean? It's a very strong disease. You know, there's that, they have one expression where they say, you know, the disease is always doing push ups in the next room. It's always wait. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. it's waiting. It's like any little, little sliver you give them, it will jump in and be like, I have it's a like, thousand ready. reasons I'm why. I'm here. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do it, like, you cool call. Off, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah, hello. Uh, I'm here. I've arrived. That's it. You know? And uh, in terms of like, um, one thing that I read too, as I was like, you know, looking up, I don't marijuana, because let me tell you, there's so many resources online. And it was just like, okay. And I saw one thing and I was just like, oh, wow. And it's the one, it's one of my favorite quotes for marijuana addiction. Now, the thing is, you know, where alcohol or maybe like something like meth, okay, like, or Mm -hmm. coke, like a drug that really, that really takes you down. Mm -hmm. Um, Marijuana isn't as destructive Mm -hmm. as maybe alcohol or someone that's addicted to meth is. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with, with, here's the thing with marijuana that is just, I I love this so much that it's like, um, marijuana is like treading water. Mm -hmm. You don't go under but you don't go anywhere, mm. and I was just like, "Oh, damn!" Because <laughs> that's it—you stay, you, know what I mean? you stay afloat. I yeah. paid my bills. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I live my life, but I wasn't. But just you don't there. go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're just there, and it's mm-hmm. just. And I was just like, "Oh yeah," because I want to go somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what it was. It it's you know what? Chances are, marijuana is not going to be the thing. Like, you're not going to. You're not going to kill yourself because of it, you know. You're not going to like, you know, lose your house probably because of marijuana. But but trust me, your life will become very, very small. Yeah, it's interesting because with marijuana
0: you can lead like a different life than you can if you if you change switch it out with alcohol. Like you know, you can like I used to get up and you know wake and bake, you know, and and Mm, and go about my day, and then just go about your day, smoke all day. But I would never. I'm an alcoholic, but I. I I never did that with alcohol. Like I I know I'm, and I'm the alcoholic. I never got up and drank, but Mm -hmm. I would do that with, somehow it was okay. Somehow
1: because it seemed like gentler or something. And it was also, you know, it was, and it was also easier to like disguise it. You know, it just, it really was, it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, you put eye drops in, you spray yourself with perfume, you're on your way, you know? I mean, that's, you're okay. And it it just was and that to me is also so insidious like that idea that it's like you can get away with it it's so insidious like that's yeah. that's it you know yeah. and i, I remember like too like yeah, yeah you know and like i remember too like my first like six months sober like when i'd gone through like the the um you know the cleaning of my apartment and all my laundry like gone through all of my wardrobe and all of my linens and everything was then having that moment of like oh, nothing smells. And I remember it was because I had gone away. I was, I traveled and I came back and I was like, just that like moment where I walked into my apartment. And I was like, I don't smell like marijuana anymore. Like in the <laughs> clothes in my, you know, nothing smelled like marijuana. And it was just like, wow, look at that. And it was just those little, those little tiny things too that, you know. Yeah. And another thing as well that I, I always share and it just, it just still fascinates me and I keep it going because I just think it's, I just think it's, um, I like to remind myself. So when I, when, I started to, um, when I started to think about sobriety, I had um, uh, a friend who'd quit smoking cigarettes, you know, and she smoked for years and years and years. And it was very hard for her. And she um, had said to me, you know what, just for fun, she said, why don't you use the Quit Smoking app, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. So she said, you put the whole thing and they tell you, you know, oh, you're reduced risk of heart disease and blah, blah. But it also has um, how much money you say. <laughs> so for cigarettes, right? And so then I did it, you know, and I used to lie. I always used to lie. People are like my best friend, like, well, how much do you spend on marijuana? And I'd be like, 200 dollars a month, two fifty a month. That was such a lie. Um, that was such a lie. So right now, um, I have been sober for four years, eleven months, and seventeen days. And Becca, I have saved are you ready? Yeah. I have saved sixty-two thousand. Five hundred and seventy dollars and ninety cents because annually what because I was honest, I was honest wow annually, annually, I spent twelve thousand five hundred and ninety two dollars uh, a year on marijuana. I was spe- I mean seriously, I was spending a thousand dollars a month on marijuana. I was renting, technically, renting an apartment a month. <laughs> Yeah. for my addiction, for my addiction. That's, and I remember like say, and- saying to people, oh, you know, $200, $250. And like in my head going, oh, weird. Sure. You know, that's, you know. And I remember too, when I, you know, eventually came clean to my parents who had no idea. And, but my father, remember him saying, cause my father was an accountant. You know, he always used to do my taxes. And when I told him, he was just like, I knew something was up. And I was like, what? And he was like, I would do your taxes. And he goes, and you never had money. You were <laughs> always just like, I have no money. And he goes, I used to look and go, what is she doing? Where's her money go? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's what it is. And like the first like three or four months without smoking, I remember, you know, because I was here and I had started over and like I didn't have gigs. And I remember thinking to myself, how do I still have money in my bank account? What? Oh yeah, it was because I was saving like eleven hundred dollars a month. Wow! Without smoking, without yeah. smoking. That's yeah.
0: amazing. That's amazing. Ridiculous. When you, yeah. See when I it it like that... that
1: number, oh god, yeah. And I, I like to remind myself that's what you saved. That's that's the reason during yeah. a pandemic I'm still able to pay my rent. Yeah. And I'm still, yeah. you know, all my gigs are gone, and I'm like, no, you're you're not spending eleven hundred dollars a month on marijuana yeah and, you know it's just and th- and that also you know reminds me how much I smoked, so when someone is like, no. how much did you really smoke and i'm like that that's how much I smoked, that's yeah how much I
0: and smoked. I imagine yeah. you know even yeah. in maybe like tougher times like for like for me with drinking uh there was like I would do my budget, and I'd be like, hey, oh, "Yeah, this much in cash." I was,
1: found that money. Yeah,
0: that money was always,
1: I'll always, I always that. found it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't do this. I can't do this." But trust me, there was always. I made sure there was money for marijuana. Always, always, always. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's the thing too. And it's like all the things that you know. I probably like things that I said no to because I didn't have the money for it. But I was <laughs> I know. spending that. I was I know. spending that to stay at home in my apartment. You know. Yes,
0: so. exactly the same. Yeah. Did you when you? started publicly talking about it did you feel any backlash or stigma from your your industry your community like you know from like what the work that you do do you feel like there's a stigma attached to being sober or or no no you know what I
1: feel like I feel like you know what it's funny because I feel like um probably a little but now that I go along no you know, now there's no, because there's a lot of, a lot of sober comics and it is Mm -hmm. wonderful. Like, I mean, there is so many and it's sort of like, they all come out of the woodwork and you're like, Oh, Hey, look at this. So that's, you know, I'm good. That, that stigma, but I'll tell you, this the one thing that, um, that just kind of me go. "Ah, Good. I last year, last November in 2019, when we still had comedy, I went (laughs) on a tour. uh, I went on a tour with just for laughs. And um, there's a very, you know, very successful famous comedian in Canada called Rick Mercer. And he's an East Coast, yeah, he's an East Coast Canadian comedian. And he's, you know, fantastic. And he's, you know, he was running this tour and, uh, you know, he chose the comics to come with him. And, you know, he had said, oh, you know, I like Debbie Giovanni, I'm a fan of hers, but had heard she's uh, not that reliable. (sighs) And so he went, yeah, he went to Just for Laughs and one of the people, that works for Just for Laughs is a dear friend of mine. I've known her for twenty years, and she knew I was sober. And she literally said, "Oh no, no, Deborah's sober now." And he was just like, "Oh," and he said, she's like, "Oh yeah, Deborah is four years sober," and that was his turning point. And he said, "Oh yeah, wow. then let's bring Deborah." And it was just that moment I was like, oh, "Is reputation restored yet? Maybe not completely, but getting there." i love that back, you know I yeah because now it's yeah me too and it was just that moment when i was just because and then you know as the tour went on he told me that he was like you know Good. i was like absolutely not and he goes but then they said oh deborah's been sober for four years so that i was like oh yeah okay now we can i was like thank god And you know it's interesting because that's
0: showing like i've had the conversation before where you can say you're sober or i'm in recovery and people are just like Ooh, you're not trusting yeah, me. yeah. you know your that yes. shows the exact opposite of like well now i Now I'm going to put my faith in you. and trust you.
1: Yes, exactly. And, you know, and there is, and now I think uh, for a lot of us too, there is that sort of like, I think because, you know, the whole thing is rigorous honesty. I do sometimes still carry the fear that people don't believe me. Yeah. And, you know, as addicts, often we over explain and over. You know, try to sell my, aunt, you know, because because I'm very scared that people won't believe me now. That's that's sort of like one of the things that it's like, okay, you know, I'll work on that too because it's like if someone doesn't believe me, I'm like, no, 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 no I'm telling them. you know, like there's almost a desperation to go. I'm telling the truth. I don't lie anymore. I I can't. You know, I I'm, I that's it. I'm not allowed to lie anymore. So there is that, but it's like you know what the reputation it takes it takes a while, you know what I mean? And having to, you know, um, repair, you know, relationships and Mm -hmm. make amends and, Mm -hmm. you know, it it takes, it takes a while. Yeah. It takes
0: time. But I mean, I love that you can, you have something tangible, you can see the results of something, you know, and then then you can continue to work towards that. No, you know, you, you saw firsthand what it was,
1: how it was impacting your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just, it is just, it's just, you know, with all of the, with all of the, the 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 heights that my career has reached, all the things that I've wanted to do in my career, still my number one, top thing that I'm proud of is is my sobriety mm. is, is still because I truly I have to tell you I never believed that I would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I never believed that I'd be able to do it. I never, I never believed that I'd want to get to a place. I never thought I could do it. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you know, God willing one day at a time on January yeah. 4th, you know, 2021, it'll be five years.
0: That's And amazing. I'm so
1: grateful. And I'm and, so grateful.
0: And yeah. to hear you say that, that, you know, it's, that's the best thing. But, yeah. and that's, you know, it, I, I, I truly believe that too. I never thought it was possible. I never oh. thought, you know, I was like, ugh, like, yeah, nah, I don't want to, life's not worth living if I'm- Yes,
1: absolutely. Or, <laughs> absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, gross. And you know, and the thing is too, that you do go through, you know, um, and I still struggle because again, it's like, it's like a daily thing. Like I yeah. still struggle. Boredom scares me. Yeah. And it's like, and yes. then I think a lot of addicts have that, but it's not boredom. It's, it's quiet. It's being with yourself. It's, you know, one of the, one of the most powerful words in my vocabulary now is uncomfortable. I never really like when people like, oh, you know, there's it's it's uncomfortable. Like it always seemed like such a threat. And now I'm like, oh no, no, I get it. Because especially with marijuana, like it's like it's not like heroin where you're super sick for five days mm-hmm. and then you go, okay, this, you know, marijuana, it's like one of those things. You're just like, it's just a little, you know, when you're a little like, oh, it's I feel like a-. and it's just it's uncomfortable. It's just mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as human beings, we all do everything in our power to stay away from discomfort. You know? <laughs> yes. You know, that's it. We do. I mean, no no one it's like just having, it's like having a, a rock in your shoe. Do you know, it's yeah. not really hurting you, but it's yeah. just like, what is that? You know, yeah. and then eventually you have to stop and you, you, you shake out your sock and the rock yeah. comes out. And that's, you know, that. but that's, that's what it is. And so, and I still, I still have moments of discomfort. I mean, in the last five years, again, it's, I'm so grateful that it's gone. But, you know, in the last five years, I'd say maybe like four times, you know, I put my shoes on to go to the dispensary. Mm-hmm. stood at the door with my shoes on and with, you know, grabbing my purse and going, no okay no because also too it's like i just don't want to start over again like this idea of, the idea of quitting again it's, it's enough to keep me from from
0: from, I, from starting exactly
1: again. The, oh god the idea the of, idea of quitting again is going through that so it's is that yeah. Oh, yeah yeah the, yeah the hardest
0: part you know is is that just yeah. that small
1: that, part the little you know, tiny step of like that little tiny like the first first two weeks is like yeah i don't want i don't want to do that again i don't want mm-hmm. to do that again So, and I know, and you know, it's funny too, because it's like, um, you know, using dreams. Uh. I had the first six months I had, I had night terrors and, Using dreams, and I still love a using dream every now and again. And then you know, but now you have one, and it's almost a gift because you wake up and you're just like, "Oh, it was a dream," and you're so grateful. That I you know the relief. The relief that floods you is just like, "Oh, They're yeah. terrifying!" And until you get great. that, like, and then you wake up and, then, "Oh, thank God!" And it's just, <laughs> and then the gratitude for my sobriety is renewed. Yeah, and I'm exactly. Just, you know, I'm so yeah. grateful. I'm so grateful every day. I love so the I honesty. Do, I do nothing. Yeah, I, I mean. I have to at this point because it's the only thing that'll, you know, keep me alive, you know, and I'm, you know, so I am. So, yes. Yeah, so and now it's like, you know, my joke is like I'm incredibly dull now. I do nothing. So I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do much of anything. But you know what? I'm, I like myself better now. Yeah, I really me too. do. I, mm-hmm. I like myself better now. I know I'm easier to be around. Um, you know, my friends, my close friends are always like they're, they're always like you're present now. You listen. Yes. I know you're listening. Yeah, I know you're listening. You know what I mean? It's yes. like yes. you're like you don't have a glazed look on your face. Like it's like you know, it's like your eyes darting. She's like it's, you know, my, one and of my best friends was like I just everything yeah. together. Oh, you know, it's, God and like what did I say? Did I say this again? Like oh. it's just she's just one of my one of my dear friends. Like she was like just her saying she's like you're present now. Like when when I spend time with you, I know I'm spending time with you. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, that's the gift you're giving to everyone in your life, right? It's it's for you
0: and everyone else. That's where you see it again. Like there are the rewards again, is that it's not just you. You impact that change, that's an impact the, on everyone. And you know what
1: else, too? And it's also, too, it's like, you know, now I have the relationship back with, you know, my, I have a twin sister. And I, we have a relationship. when I, it, it kind of, oh, and this is another big one. Um, uh, for me, um, my mother passed away on January 7th, 2018. Mm. And I am telling you the truth. If I wouldn't have been sober, I would not have been there. I wouldn't have. Mm um so because when she she had cancer she had lung cancer and then it went away for four years and then it came back and when my mother called and said the cancer's back it was literally I had a very strained relationship with my mother my entire life and because I was sober like I literally was just like okay we're done being mad at each other and she was like great great she was like do you want to do you want to let that go and I was like yeah and it was that day and I'm telling you the truth, if I'd not have been sober, I wouldn't have answered first of all, I wouldn't have answered the call. Right. I would you know what I mean? I just would have and and does that sound extreme? Sure, but I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. I just I for 17 years ignored my family. Just ignored them because yeah. it was like, I don't want to be there, I want to be high, I don't want to. and so I had no relationship with anyone in my family. Wow. And then because of that, like I just look at I'm like, What a gift that wow. I was sober and I was at a place in my sobriety that I was able to go and say, Yeah. And so then In the last 18 months of my mother's life, I was, it still makes me emotional. I was more present than I'd ever been, you know, and I got to, um, I got to, I got to spend the last 18 months of my mom's life with my mother, you know, and I, I wouldn't have done that if I was high because I just wouldn't have been there, you know, and I I was so, and I, you know, when um, I remember the first time going home after finding out the cancer was back and like going home and, and I just, with my mother and father. And I just said, um, I'm a drug addict. And I just said it. And I said, but I've been sober for, at that point, it was like probably about just almost two years. Mm-hmm. And I said, two years. And they literally, both of them, my Christian, uh devout, rigid, you know, super strict parents both looked at me and they were like, Oh that's so great to hear deborah we're so happy for you we love you like the acceptance of it it was just like it was the kind of thing that you're just like and it just it helped my sobriety in that moment and they both were like we forgive you we love you yay and i and like not even like alcohol like drugs and like Mm -hmm. my mother and father just going great and me like what like not even believing it was possible and then then I was able to tell the rest of my family. And I said to, you know, all of my sisters and I was just like, I'm a drug addict. I've been sober for the, and then instantly like my twin sister who I ignored and ignored and ignored. And then she, same thing, she was like, kid, do we get you back? Are you back in our lives? And I was like, yup. And I, since then, my twin sister is back being my best friend. I mean, it's still, it's like, it makes me cry every time I think of it, you know? know. it's like. One of those things I wouldn't, and not many people get to say that in their life. I know not having a relationship at all with your mother, and then like you yeah. know, I spent the last Christmas with my mother, and my mother. I remember her looking at me and going, "She's like, this is the best Christmas ever because yeah. you're back." Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm so grateful."
0: Yeah, and
1: then that was it. You know, spent the last days. I left on the twenty eighth of December, and then on the second of January, she went into hospice you know and then we knew we know, we're know we like this is and then she passed on january 7th and i'm just like i'm wow. so grateful that i was able to make amends with my yeah. mother because i made amends with yeah. my mom and i forgave her and she forgave me and and you, and you have it, that it's, it's just, just so freeing you get to be it's just it's just like no matter what happens now it's just like oh you knew that you god. did that right you did that right and thank god and thank you god. can live in and peace can, with that yes and i can live with peace. i can live in peace because the the, the thought of like can you imagine this like the thought of my mom passing and like me not making peace with her. I thought mm-hmm. you wear that around for the rest of your life. Exactly. And now this is the thing that it's just like the, the freedom of it is, is I'm so grateful, you know? And like, yes, I, the freedom, my, my, the yeah, freedom. freedom. it's such a good I mean, word. Like, I'm so grateful that that was just, and you know what? And yeah. that helped my sobriety that helped in my recovery. Yes. It was just that lifting of that going, there we go. I'm fine. And now it's like, and now I talk to my dad all the time and you know, it's just the relationship is back. Cause I'm not hiding anymore. I'm not lying anymore. And I can be myself you and everybody knows. Them, yeah. And I talk about it and I'm not ashamed. Exactly. There's exactly. nothing to be ashamed of. No, because I'm an addict in recovery and there's nothing to be ashamed of.
0: No, exactly. And then yeah. you 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 can be yourself with, fa- to be yourself with family. Like I, you know, to just have, you know, you're cutting yourself off from people who are like yeah. supposed to be the yes. closest to you my twin you. Si- my twin sister. Yeah. My twin sister i didn't my have I i didn't have a relationship with my sister for three years prior to getting sober it was like a really big sticking point in my sobriety and 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 in the early sobriety was mending that relationship because for three years i was like i'm yeah. right they're yeah. the worst you know and yes. then i started started going to uh meetings i was like oh
1: oh yeah right oh right me. because it was the same thing was the same thing it was like they're wrong I'm right they're idiots they're stupid yeah and none of them are you know none of know. them are they're all good great people my yes. sister and her husband and her, and now I know her children mm-hmm. and I have a relationship exactly. with my nieces and nephews I mean yes. it's just like the best right? gift I'm so oh my God.
0: every day I'm so grateful every for, day that I got a yeah. second chance with that and that was like yeah that turnaround a, sec- was- a
1: second chance isn't a guarantee either like a second chance isn't no. a guarantee do you know what i mean and i'm so grateful that yes. i didn't go so far that i was not able to have a second chance yeah.
0: and it comes yeah. back to being showing that vulnerability you know yeah. and taking yeah. accountability yeah. like you know we're there was a, a quote i was um in the elizabeth vargas's book that i was thinking about the other day that you know we talk about no, you know, you, you have to understand that we, we have addiction, and that's not our fault, but we have to take responsibility for Absolutely. what we did, and it's coming that balance as you know as, as for to do that, and it's you know yeah. it can be so because hard, but the it reward
1: is, but the reward is just endless because it's also too. It's like because addiction is a disease. There, I mean, there there it is. It's not yeah. you know, alcoholism is a disease, drug mm-hmm. addiction is a disease. Mm-hmm. It's also the very fine line of like being a victim you know, and acting ah. like a victim. And then and yeah. then once you get some sobriety and once, you know, it, whatever you choose, so however you choose to do that, I chose, you know, 12-step programs in therapy. And if that's, you know, but now I realize that it's like, oh, no, 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 this is, because there's a, you always have a part. You have a part in everything you do, you know, even when it's like you've wronged, you know, mm-hmm. when it, there's still, you know, going through the steps and going, excuse me, how was I a part of this? And it was like, oh, you know, how was I, you know, I was being abused. Like, how was that? And it's just yeah. like, but then it's all you like you know, not it, yeah. valuing yourself and not, you know, being honest and not trusting and all mm-hmm. those people, Oh yeah, that's how I was a part. You know, mm-hmm. it's not saying it's your fault, but it was like I now it's now it's I want to eye I want to yes. be a part. It's so eye opening. It's so eye opening. And it's also too, it's like it's changed, you know, um, you know, who I am as a part. Like I do like now I realize like I want to be useful in this life. I do, mm-hmm. I want to be useful because, you know, um, you know, how do you get self-esteem? You do, you do esteemable acts. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, oh, because I, I really do feel like a, a really big part of my addiction is self-hatred. You know, I grew up mm. with that. And I think a lot of addicts can relate to that. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, self-hatred manifests and then it turns into, you know, an external addiction. Yeah. So like when, you know, when I say I'm an addict, I'm a drug addict, I say, but I'm also, a self-esteem addict you know I, yes. I my self-hatred I was I'm I am truly addicted to self-hatred you know yeah. it's very easy it kind of keeps you in this sort of like what was me kind yeah. of space yeah and it's a it's a really hard one to get over and then it's yeah. like you know but it's like I am no less and no greater than anybody else we are all you know that the whole thing about like not being unique I mean when the first time when someone said to you you are not unique how much did that piss you off that was the worst you know like like how dare you I'm a snowflake I'm an original snowflake. we're all we're all all just human beings we're all equal with everybody else and so that me saying that is also me telling you that if I can get sober if you can get sober anyone can get sober anyone can get sober you know at the beginning the beginning of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous there's there's some wordage that basically says, you know, there are few that can't do this. There are that, and everybody sits and goes, "That's me. I'm that one. I'm the one. I can't do it." And it's and it's just not true. It's yep. just not true. And Every, that applies to like, yeah.
0: You're looking at like <laughs> no, uh, not me. I'm no, I'm not an not addict. I'm Exactly. I'm, like look at
1: me. I'm I live yep. in a house. Yep. I have a gym. yes. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Exactly. And then you go I, to I, those I, meetings. You're like, yeah. oh, and then you go me, yes, me, absolutely me. <laughs> me you know, that's me, that's because the beauty me. of the the beauty of um, you know, and another thing too, and this is you know the opposite. You know, when people think of sobriety, they're like, oh, the opposite of addiction is sobriety, and that's not true. The opposite of addiction is community, mm-hmm. and that is that's how getting sober with others helps. Yes. I'm sure there are people on the planet that have gotten sober by themselves and God bless you. But yeah. the reason that they're like, you are not alone, it's because it just, it reminds you that isolation is never, re isolation is not the human condition. Yeah. We're not supposed to be alone. Do yeah. you know, yeah. not, you know, yeah. and excuse me, like mm-hmm. even if you get to like, um again, when I was researching you know, they, did, they did tests, especially with marijuana specifically, because, you know, they did tests some. in the Vietnam War, right? All, uh, all, a lot of the soldiers, they gave them marijuana because it was just like, you got to get through this. Mm-hmm. So they smoked, you know, most, like all, you know, became semi-addicted to marijuana. Mm-hmm. But they said it was like the, the numbers of once the, the soldiers had returned home. Like, it was something ridiculous. Like, I don't know the, I can't, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm going to mess it. Like, but it was something like 85% stopped using marijuana because they were back home with their families. Mm-hmm. They've done tests on rats where they give the rats um, a pill, you know, like a pellet, a drug mm-hmm. pellet. Mm-hmm. And they keep giving it to them. The, 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 the rat is alone. It's isolated. And the minute the rat is given other rats, it was something like 90% of the rats stopped going to the pellet. They would just, they <laughs> just, and now I'm wow. with my- So, I mean, right. So it is, it is, it is a disease of isolation. And I, I believe just my opinion, I believe you can't do it alone. I believe even if it's one other person, that's all you need. It's your best friend. It's a group. It's a therapist. I just believe that it's um, because shining a light on it and being honest and admitting is the the thing. That's why in the 12 steps, when you go every meeting, you go, hi, I'm Debra, I'm an addict. It's Mm -hmm. because I'm admitting it every time, every Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. I'm not lying to myself and I'm saying this is who, and you have to admit it to someone, you know, you have to admit to some, like, you know, again, you know, all of, I'm sorry that I keep with all the, sayings but it's like you know two people is a meeting you yeah. and I are having a meeting right now yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean because that it's just all you need is another person to talk to exactly. and that is and that and that's and that is the joy of of sobriety like that's that's it yeah. it doesn't take money it doesn't take mm-hmm. fancy fancy it's just it's just one other person that you that you can talk to and, and, and continuing that's so, to talk
0: about it like and, you yeah, do and, I and think continuing to
1: talk about it and yeah. like
0: what what the, the what you're doing, what I'm trying to do with this is just put it mm-hmm. out there. Like it's yeah, okay it, it, to talk there's no about shame. it.
1: There's no shame. There's literally yeah. no shame in it. The shame, and I mean it, the shame of like, oh, isn't that a shame rather than you are shamed. The shame of it is if you let your pride win out, that's mm-hmm. a shame mm-hmm. that breaks my heart mm-hmm. because I look and I think what kind of life, you know, because, we're, you know, we're all put on the earth to be, pretty spectacular mm-hmm. you know and no one no one is no one is put on the earth to to isolate you know in your tv mm-hmm. room by yourself for yeah, hours treading, and hours, treading, and water. hours. Yep. treading water no treading water it's time to swim yeah just keep swimming just keep swimming <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what it is so, yeah. well deborah i really i i'm so oh, glad we talked i'm really me too really was grateful lovely. for that and yeah uh, me too I, I wish you a happy celebration, happy and anniversary. Thank that you. Thank so you. So much yep. to be proud of. And I like, I think it's awesome that you talk about it because that's what we just need to keep doing is, is talking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. About I it. just, uh, you know, it just, you never turned down service. You never turned down the, the chance to be of service. So thank you for letting me be of service. It's been lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. You too.
0: Deborah painted such a clear picture of what can happen in addiction, especially the slow downfall and the lead up to impacting her career. I love that she's talking openly about her struggle with addiction and in particular with marijuana. I think it's shedding light on the impact marijuana can have on one's life, an impact that can be just as dangerous as alcohol. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for listening. See you next time.